Welcome to episode eight of Outliers in Sales and Marketing. Uh, it's really been an incredible journey doing this podcast, and I get to meet people that are totally out, total outliers in you know every single way. And uh, today, I got connected to a guest in a really funny way. His name's Philip Chang, and he's actually a, a friend of someone that I'm mentoring right now, <laughs> who's also a very cool person who I think I'll have on the. Uh, Outliers in Software and Technology podcast that I also run, but his name's Eric. He started this Texas Aero Robotics Club, and he's in this like international competition to build self-flying drones and <laughs> is, a, is a super ambitious kind of technical Elon Musk and uh, kind of guy who's super dedicated to that. But turns out he knows amazing uh, sales and marketing professionals as well and really just great business people. And so today I have Philip Chang here. And uh, he has a really interesting story that has some, some parallels to mine, where college, uh, you know, completing a degree at college didn't seem like the best route, uh, and uh, went through some, some difficult times after making that hard decision, but has really come out on top in a really amazing way. So I think he's going to have a lot of lessons for people, people in sales, people in marketing. Those people are business people as well, so I think he's going to have all sorts of advice and uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. So uh, I really want to get started with what we were talking about before the podcast actually got going. And uh, it's something really interesting to discuss that I, I should be more open about how it actually works when you make this decision. And so if you don't mind starting with something kind of heavy hitting, uh, you know, could you tell us about how you decided to drop out of college? Yeah, so... Um that decision was particularly difficult for me because um, I'm Asian American. My parents are immigrants and they very firmly believe in higher education. They're, they themselves are both very, uh, they have several degrees, I've obviously two of them. And um, right. it was very much never an option whether or not you were going to go to college growing up and never an option whether you were going to graduate it was you were going to college you were going to graduate you were going to get a w-2 job <laughs> right and um and that's that's all i knew and when i started working in real estate i got into it um i got into it when i had um some things go down in my personal life and i just felt like i needed to throw myself at something and eric um, actually was my roommate at the time. And yeah, okay, cool. I attest to how crazy, how crazy low of point I was at that time in my life. Um, yeah, but Philip, if, if you'll let me expand on something. So, you know, I hope that this podcast really helps people, yeah, right? Which is sure. why I'm, I'm doing it. And I think something interesting that I could reach people with this and send them back to this podcast if I could. So I want to drill down on this before we go to the next piece is how, how did you come not that you were going to gloss over this, but how did you come to the decision to drop out? So you're Asian American parents with multiple degrees. I bet yeah. they were really technical, like hardcore degrees or something, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like does guarantee a, a, a career in a, a, a place in yeah. the world where it's a productive member of society. Um, that seems like a really extreme decision for you to not finish your degree. Yeah. What was that experience like before you knew what you were going to do? And, and that you were going to be so successful in real estate, which I can't wait to talk about that part. But uh, what was that experience like when you were in college and you were feeling like this this isn't working out for me? It was really, I couldn't, it was, it was very, very difficult for me. I wasn't doing very well in school. I wasn't focused. I, 
I didn't want to be doing what I was doing. Um, I got into the degree program that I was in. I was in environmental engineering because I sort of like the earth. Yeah. And was like, this might be a good way to do it. And I got into it and I realized that it was nothing of that matter. And it was just me putting in effort and getting no results out of it because... Because you weren't passionate about it? You yeah. seem like a really, really smart guy. So Well, it was... I feel like if you're going to go into like something very technical like engineering, you really have to like love it, love it, and want it in order to be able to like push yourself to do what needs to be done. Yeah, so I agree. To, you know, do well. Yeah. And that wasn't it. Like I was, that was not happening for me. I failed calculus twice. <laughs> I failed engineering calculus. They dropped me down to like the regular calculus. I oh no. Oh no. So it was just, um, and I ended up, um, you know, getting my real estate license, I started working and I got to a point where um, I got really busy with work. I was telling you earlier, you know, I did three open houses a week, I door knocked three days a week, and I had one day to do all my homework. And um, So while you were still in school? While I was still in school, so it would be like... And you were going door to door three hours a week, and then... Three days. Three days a week. For about an hour and a half. Three hours. days a week. And then, which I know how brutal that is because I learned how to do sales working door to door, 85 yeah. hours a week. Those are those awards yeah. over there. Uh, and then you were working another three days and now on your quote unquote off day, grinding out all of your score. Yeah. And so it just eventually got to be way too much. And I, I, I very distinctively remember this day. It was like, I can go to a closing or I can take my exam. And I didn't realize that like, I, you know, my, like my, my client's closing was scheduled on the day of the exam, and I literally was like, eh. Yes, I can go to a closing, or I can eh. go to this exam. Eh. That sends, like, shivers down my spine. I've made very, very similar decisions a couple times. Yeah, and then eventually it just came to, um, you know, I actually was reading um, an article about the Rule 72 and investing, and I was like, <laughs> I can start saving for retirement at 19, or I can start saving retirement at 25, 26. And yeah. The difference in the end is about, depending on how much I save, it could be $700,000. It could be $15 million. Yeah. Like, literally the difference in six years because it would, like one compound, like could be $700,000, could be 1.2, could yeah. be 2, yeah. 2 million. Yeah. And to me that was going to be worth, that is still worth more than. So that helped you justify your decision in like a rational Absolutely. way, you know? Yeah. And for me, like the emotional side of myself was very like, I couldn't handle the stress of school anymore. Yeah. It was like weighing on me. It was stressing me out. I put on my freshman 15. Yeah. Lost my freshman 15 because I just wasn't <laughs> eating and I was just running around all the time, running myself in circles with school and, and work. And it just, I decided to pick one that would have a higher ROI. Yeah. And that was the business I was in. Yeah, okay. So you made that decision. Uh, just to interject with my own personal story, so I made the same decision. Uh, it was my final semester at school, <laughs> by the way. And uh, I, uh, I had always, since I was very young, wanted to start a business and be an entrepreneur. Um, I, very, very passionately from seeing my family build a you know, trucking company from nothing to a, you know, really successful trucking company, uh, you know, uh, maybe has 150 trucks on the road and a lot of raw revenue. I'm not sure they want to talk about it, but it's not a billion dollar company, but it's, it's, it's really, really successful. And so I really saw them build their own lifestyle and scrap something out of the dirt and see that it can actually happen. 
And so the thing for me was, I was going to school so I could set myself up to start a company, which I realized how foolish that was, yeah. given what they actually teach in the business school. Yeah. They're really training you for the corporate world, like exclusively, to be honest, to be completely frank about that. It's completely designed that way. So uh, I just, i smart enough to notice that, right? So it made me very cynical. And then I also had a, a very, very, some of them made me very, very cynical. Is that wrong? Oh, uh, when uh, the MIS professor I had, I went to go tell her about the software platform that I wanted to build that I ended up building. It turned into a company called Group Threads um, that ultimately kind of failed-ish and got acquired. And um, there's a whole other story, but I did build the fucking software platform that I said I was going to, and she just basically berated me. Did I say her name? Probably not supposed to say her name, but now she's the, I think she's the department head of MIS at the University of Texas. <laughs> it's like... So you can figure that out on your own. Uh, and she basically berated me for even having the audacity to have such a stupid idea that I could build a software platform. How naive and reckless was that, she said, and that you didn't even get a good grade on your quiz last week. So what the hell are you thinking that you can build a software platform? Because that's a great <laughs> quiz. Yeah. Because I, I didn't care about, I was just disillusioned with school. and I didn't try it because I wasn't going to be a good programmer. And then she was like, that's what people in the computer science program do. So I was completely disillusioned that they were going to teach me anything about programming, which I really started developing a huge, huge passion for already at that stage. And the business school wasn't teaching me anything about entrepreneurship. Maybe my accounting class, that's about it, was useful. Um, and so I had a similar decision. Do I go to this sales meeting with a sorority, as stupid as it sounds, and maybe add another $45,000 in revenue for the next year for my business? Or, you know, do I go to this class, go to this exam? And it wasn't like one decision for me, but I kept choosing the business yep, that I was time. running. And I just recently received, and it was growing very quickly, maybe just doubling or tripling every year. And uh, we, you know, we had just got a seed investment. I would call it a pre-seed investment of $50,000 from this presentation I did at the Longhorn Startup Lab. And our, our company called Texas Customer Apparel at the time received a pre-seed investment. And I, so I just kept making the decision, kept making the decision. And I got to the same point that you did where I was just failing the class miserably and kind of like had unintentionally yeah. decided that I was going to not be able to finish. Did you ever get on academic probation? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was stupid or the, the course material was difficult. Absolutely. I mean, actually what they were teaching was so watered down in the MIS program versus what I was learning online at like Code Academy and just like they're like making software and stuff. Mm -hmm. They would teach you, you spend all class teaching how to do a for loop and if, when you learned it online at online boot camp, they teach you that in like 15 minutes and then you're on to the next thing. Yeah, and that's so crazy that you say that. Like even, I, I mean outside of like higher education, outside of my experience at UT, like even like I started at Keller Williams um, here at Market Center 1 in Austin. Like, ah, yeah. The flagship office. And, yeah. Literally sitting in the classroom, they're like, this is how you sell. This is what you do. Yeah. And you're spending all this money to be there. And literally, they keep you in the classroom for 30 days. They take up your whole day. Yeah. And for 30 days, you literally do nothing. Because for me, like, nobody in that room trying to learn how to sell homes is going to sell anybody else in that room at home. Yeah. Like, boots on the ground is the way to go for sure. Like, yeah. Experience over, like, my classroom education for me. Well, and the people that teaching you that are teaching you, like they're not practitioners. No, not at all. 
So the guy that was that was teaching me, I'm just shitting on the whole MS program. Really sorry about that. It's unintentional, but needs to be said. So I'm not going to name their names, but there was this other older guy that was teaching like the web development course, which really made me want to drill a hole through my brain because of like how pathetic it was what they were teaching. I mean, he was like, okay, guys, this is really important. So like, you don't want to structure your view with a table because it's a little bit less performant than if you use like divs like div classes in your HTML. You like teach that for like 30 minutes. I'm like, holy fuck, bro. Like the course I'm taking online right now for building web applications, like would just speed through that sort of thing in like 15 seconds. And then you're like miles and miles beyond that. And you could just tell his utter incompetence at actually developing software. There's no fucking way in hell this guy could actually develop a web application in the real world. And he was teaching the course on web development for the program at MIS, at, at UT. Yeah. And so I guess everyone is just so zombie-brained in there that they can't realize that, but, or whatever, they're just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. You know, I'm not a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. So uh, that was my disillusionment, and uh, it was really heartbreaking for me and really was a, a big moment in breaking my naivety uh, in the world. You know, as you just slowly get broken, as you, you become an adult, like that was a big one for me. Like, wow, this is kind of a corrupt accreditation scheme, and uh, with a huge bloated bureaucracy. And I can't believe it that it's happening at such a large scale. And there's 1.4 trillion dollars of student debt. You can't default on it. You're basically like an indentured servant. Yeah, you, know? you miss you miss your late on one payment. Your FICO drops 60 to 80 points. It's crazy. Like a wow. federal loan, your FICO drops 60 to 80 points. Like. I have a lot of clients that are like trying to buy their first home and I like, you know, they are in good shape minus the fact that they missed one student loan payment four years ago and that bike is still trying to crawl back up. That's incredible. All right, so that's enough on me. I really wanted to hit that hammer home. So I made the same decision and I don't think it's it's a reckless decision, especially if you want to go into business, mm-hmm. to skip the college and do something else. Yeah. You know, have your parents pay you to do a coding boot camp, go learn go learn at a company, learn how to do sales, something. Yeah, and like on the topic of parents, like it was my my mother like you know speaking to your decision, and my mother was like, "Well, you shouldn't do that." Like, yeah, like don't, like, you know, she was when I was getting my license, she was like, "Don't do that." Like you do realize that these people don't have healthcare benefits. You realize that these people don't have a <laughs> they don't have healthcare pay. benefits. You know, they don't have You're four, fucked. You know, they, you <laughs> they know, don't they have don't, healthcare benefits. They, you don't have a four hundred one k. Oh no, you don't have a four hundred one k. And I was like, "Oh gosh, you can't do it. You're there dead." Are, I was like, "Oh gosh, there are no other forms of retirement that I can use. Like, <laughs> there are no other investment entries that I could use." Seriously, dude. Future. And I, like, she comes from a good place, of course, and it's. But I know it's she like, really does. But I know I'm not ripping your mom. But everybody. You know, like it could, it, you know, that that level of that that energy, that yeah. disillusion of energy, that you know, like the blindness, it, it, it comes from everywhere. And yeah. Anybody, like my own mother. I mean, even now, today, she's still like, well, you could be doing that. I don't know, like, do you think about going back to school? <laughs> yes, exactly. And I was like, I'm like literally <laughs> to do what I'm doing at the age that I'm doing it. Like, where's your Tesla, mom? Yeah. Yes, yes. You're like in the top 1% of the top 1% of, of your age or something like that. So, yes. Okay, man. All right. So, uh, that's crazy. So, you decided to, to drop out, and that was extremely useful for people, and I just want to be open about that. So, 
what happened after that? Did it get easier or get harder? It got a lot harder. Okay, so how did you make it out of it? Let's get to that part. It got a lot harder. So right. um, I made the decision, and um, I mean, prior to that, I'd, I'd had a little bit of business, um, yeah. just a little bit, and I'd kind of like gotten on that high of, you know, just I can do it, and yeah, this good. is working for me. And every single time I, you know, got a check at closing, I just got this super, super addictive high that was just kind of like, <clears throat> not comparable to anything. Yeah, I, did. I mean, it was just not comparable to anything else I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. You know, and it's, there's like, kind of satisfaction and happiness and like warm fuzziness like that you get inside of you. That's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> You know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and so um, I actually made that decision and um, I actually got into a very interesting accident. I got, um, I took a bullet to the leg. What? Yeah. And You uh, took a bullet to the leg? Yes, I did. Um, April 28th, 2017, I took a 9mm right here, shattered my lower femur. And so I was. Oh, dude. And so my, like, in April 28th, so that was like right before exams. Yeah. So I decided to not take any of my exams. Um, yeah, do a like emergency drop the, for all of my classes, uh, and um, I was now working full time in real estate. But really, I was in bed for like two months, which really meant I had no income for like three or four. And so I started like my first couple months, you know, being a full time, you know, doing what I do full time, like eating away at my savings because I was in bed doing nothing. High on hydros. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it, just when they couldn't, just you need more challenges, right? Yeah. And so. Perfect timing. It was, it, uh, I mean, I was too high to contemplate anything. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For the like, next two months. But um, right after my prescription ended, I like, I was fully sober and very, very much aware of the predicament that I was in. I was like, I'm not going to school. Um, my savings are running out. Um, I've cashed out all my mutual funds. I've cashed out all my bond funds. Um, yes. And that actually happened on the day that I closed on my house. So I assumed a new mortgage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was just getting hit from all directions and it just became a very, very, very stressful situation. But then I remembered that when I started this, I had six months of no income in the beginning. Yeah. You know, I went six months of door knocking three days a week for like two hours in the morning and then three days a week of open houses of three to four hours sitting in a house smiling and waving and pretending that everything is fine and pretending that I'm a freaking baller and I know how to do my job. Yeah. I'm not just 18 years old trying to sell you this like $700,000 asset. You're right. You know? So, um, I just kind of gripped onto that and just like, as soon as I could, um, as soon as I could get back in a car, as soon as I could walk again, I was out there doing it again. Yeah. You know, and just, I was just like, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. Um, I have this um, one very effective habit that um, my therapist taught me. She, okay, let's hear it. That I live and swear by. So um, on my mirror, I have written, um, what did you do today? What did you do yesterday? And what are you going to do tomorrow? Yeah. And so um, I stand in front of my mirror at least twice a day in my bathroom and I brush my teeth because I brush my teeth. Mm -hmm. I hope everybody else here does too. You really should if you don't. Biggest pro tip. If you don't brush your teeth, and that's floss, a huge improvement. And floss. I don't floss. Like, 
boy, it, it'll change your life. Like, once you start flossing regularly, you start looking better. You've already got the teeth brushing <laughs> down, though. What's the next part? So talk about this. Well, I just read those three lines. What did you do yesterday? And I think about what I did yesterday. And I think about what I did. What did you do today? And it says, what are you doing today? Slash, what are you going to do today? Yeah. So basically, in the morning, it's what are you going to do today? In the evening, it's, you know, what did you do today? Yeah. And then it's what are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. Right? And it's just kind of that little bit of self-reflection every single day as to like what did I do yesterday what did I do today better than I did yesterday what did I do worse today than I did yesterday and just to have that little bit of like self-reflection yeah um wow which people don't have I don't know if I have that enough either yeah and you just use an expo marker and write it on your mirror and every single day like it was very very difficult going from literally I put on 45 pounds in two months sitting in bed doing nothing yeah because I couldn't get up yeah and do it in, in doing that, you, for me, I, I was the type of person that could, like, get up and run around every day, and, like, now I'm the type of person that, like, three hours into running around, I'm, like, ready to take a nap. Yeah. Because I was literally napping, sleeping, napping, sleeping, and eating for, like, two months straight. Right. And my body became very, very well-adjusted to that. Damn. And so it's been very hard, like, getting back to it, but that effect, that habit has been very, very effective for just keeping my self-esteem, keeping my attitude my energy high yeah it's just you know did i do one thing better than i did yesterday did i do one thing to move me closer to where i'm going tomorrow yeah you know and i have on one side you know what am i working for so before i had the car that i got you know a month ago i had um an investment property and i had another car that i bought yeah and then on the right side basically my goal is on the left side right so that you know like you know what you're working for and then on the right side um I wrote, I, I, I dumbed it down. So yeah. like, this is what I want, right? So like this, these are the things that I want. And then I would write like, you know, be more humble, speak less, listen more. Yeah. These are the things that I want. And yeah. then on the right side, I would dumb it down because there are a lot of people that like to, I used, I'm totally this type of person. I'm very much like a hopeless romantic. I'm very much like in love with love, in love with the world, in love with like this fairy tale idea of like, I want to be married on a beach, like... You know what I mean? Like, send me flowers. Yeah, dude, me like, too. You know I mean, what I mean? Not on the beach, but the rest, yeah. I'm, like, a very, like, everything to me in life is highly romanticized. You know, I yeah, think too. I think it helps sales because you, it's so easy to sell somebody on a dream. And that's the best thing you can do is sell somebody on a dream. And I, I do it with myself. And exactly. I'm authentically convinced that this is, like, some sort of grand story I'm living out. You know, it's not just some exactly. meaningless fucking aunt of exactly. $7 billion. And so when you take what you want... You know, and you can you can basically dumb it down. And for me and my industry, um, I get leads left and right. You know, like I, I meet somebody, I end up talking to them. I, you know, I'm like, oh, so where do you stay? Oh, cool. They usually tell me like, oh, I live here, and I'm like, oh, these apartments are like, no, I own. And then at that point, I'm just kind of like, so when are you taking out your equity to buy an investment property to build your wealth portfolio? Yeah. And if they're renting, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> right. You know, option A or B. Yeah. So you know, like. I have all these leads. Everybody that I meet is a prospect, right? And so, for me, the name of my game is follow up. Yeah, you know. So the it's name like, of everybody's game is yeah. follow up. People do not follow up enough, even close. Yeah, I was making an Instagram story about it like four days ago. So just yeah. carry on. My CRM is my best friend. Yeah, man. So, lazy people don't follow up. If you're lazy, automate it. If you're lazy, hire hire a Filipino virtual assistant for three hundred dollars a month. It's literally ten dollars a day to do your follow up for you. It really? Change your, yes. 
Look up virtual assistant, virtual assistant Filipino, like Philippines, on your on Google when this is all said and done. Oh god, that's a life hack right there too. You're dropping bombs right now. I hope everyone's paying attention it, to everything. It cost me like three hundred inch bucks a month to automate all of my email follow up, and I found out homegirl was using my CRM, and she like I, she figured out how to like automate all the emails and like even like select like don't send these emails on Saturday, Sunday, push it to the next to push it to Monday. <laughs> nice, and, dude. And I'm like, she I'm sounds like a boss. I'm like I'm paying you three hundred dollars a month to sit there and like. Do nothing. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was thinking that was cool. Because she's literally automated the whole thing. But basically, I have my goals dumbed down to very basic, simple actions. Yes. Right? So, like... That is so important for people to do. Because we're not all super geniuses. We're really not, you know? Yeah. And so, when you take it down from, like, oh, I want a Tesla. Oh, I want, like, an investment property. Oh, I want a Mercedes-Benz GLE 43 MG Coupe. Mm -hmm. And you dumb that down to, you know... Did you make 10 calls? Like 10 calls a day. Yeah. Right? Add one person to your database every single day. Yeah. Go on Facebook. Go on Facebook and tap. For anybody in sales that does like P2P sales. Yeah. Or even A lot of these people that are listening, yeah, by the way. Even, even B2B sales. Go on Facebook, tap on your phone, tap on events, and tap on today, and tap on birthdays. And every single one of those people that has a birthday today, you send them a happy birthday. And you say, happy birthday, how you been, any plans for today? I literally did that today and I connected with a girl that I haven't talked to in 10 years. Damn, dude. And it has actually brought me so much joy to like reconnect with people. But then you keep, you know, sales, top of mind, constantly. Yes. You know what I mean? And you're already, everybody's already bombarding their Instagram feeds, their Facebook feeds with like, for me, it's like, oh, look at this new listing I have. Oh, look at this person that I got into a home for no money down is paying less for a mortgage than they were for rent and building equity at the same time. Right. Look at this like $5,000 of equity this person literally moved into. Mm -hmm. All of these things. So the personal touches become very, very important. And a birthday wish is the best way to do it. Every single morning, I wake up. Everybody checks their phone to shut their alarm off. I tap on Facebook. I tap on, like, the little three lines on the bottom right. I tap on events. I tap on today. And I'm like, oh, look, it's my ex's birthday. Happy birthday. How you been? <laughs> you know? And you start that conversation. It's a very, very good one. And it's a very, very genuine one, too. Yeah. You know? And for the, you know, for... For most of us in sales, it's you know it's very hard to be genuine sometimes. Even if you're being genuine, it's hard for the other person to perceive you as being genuine. But a birthday wish is a very, very good personal touch, and it's a very, very good way to go because everybody gets something on their wall. You know what I mean? But how many of your friends have actually sent you like a Facebook it's message? Extremely rare. On, I get phone calls and stuff, but no, yeah, not that many. On your birthday and say happy birthday. How you been? Do you have any plans for today? You know, and then it's a let's meet up soon. You know? God, I'm gonna do that for like a month or a year or forever. It'll it'll no it, it's so easy. Yeah, and it's for me like and I enjoy it. It's just like yeah, those ten conversations a day, done before I get out of bed, yeah. every single day. Yeah, you know, and so for me, it's like those really really effective habits of just keeping what you want in front of you, keeping how you're gonna get there and what you need to do on a daily basis in front of you. Yeah, and then keeping like a little bit of self reflection. So I it's like a little you that. I stand in front of, and it's like, this is what I want, this is how I'm going to get there, and this is how I'm going to improve myself in the meantime. Dang, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And was was these few simple things that you discussed, were they really the most important lessons in how you became so successful in effective, real estate? Effective habits, yeah, extremely effective habits. I mean, I think there's like a million and a half different ways to do business, and there's a million and a half different ways to you know, make money. I have, I have a friend whose family makes 
a disgusting amount of money making mushroom bags. What the fuck is a mushroom bag? I have no idea. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm literally not shitting you. Like, I bags. actually don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Mushroom bag, right? And <laughs> is it shaped like a mushroom? Do you keep mushrooms in it? I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, so it, you can make money in a million different ways, but the one thing that I feel like I don't even know about other people. I, I'm honestly like not the biggest like, oh, I want to know what this person did to do this. I know what works for me, and what works for me is consistency. Yeah. And I feel like that that works for a lot of other people that I know personally, too, that are very successful at what they do. They, yes. They have several things that they're very, very consistent with. And if you're very consistent with those things and they work for you and you keep doing them, like, that's literally a recipe for, like, bomb things to happen. Yeah. You know, like, so if you know that... Like getting a fucking Tesla. Yeah, like getting a Tesla. <laughs> So if you, if you, you know, if you know what, if you know what you need to do and you make sure that you do it every day and, you know, you can monitor your personal, you know, like yourself yeah. and you can keep yourself accountable. And it's literally as easy as going to the dollar store, buying a dry, dry erase marker and writing what you want on the left, writing how you're going to get there on the right, and then writing three sentences at the bottom. What did you do yesterday? What are you doing tomorrow? What are you going to do today? Or what, and then putting a slash on going and then... What did you do today? Yeah. And just reading those things as you brush your teeth in the morning, it'll really like help. For me, it helps me like prime myself for the day and it helps me sleep at night because it's very difficult for me to go to bed if I know that I'm supposed to do something today that, you know, has to deal with my livelihood. Yeah. You know, if I, it's, it's very like, it gives me anxiety. Like I'm a super like high angst person behind like all the curtains. Like there's this little child in bed that's like screaming, setting everything. Five. Yeah, well, a lot of people are. <laughs> so for me, it's like when I read, like, oh, what did I do today? And what am I, like, what are, you know, in the morning I said, I'm going to do this today. And if I did one thing that helped me, one of the things on the right, or one thing that I told myself I was going to do today, or one thing that I did better than I did yesterday, that's enough for me to go to sleep. Because it's not about jumping leaps and bounds. Nobody made $200,000 overnight. Yeah. You know, and if they did, it's ephemeral. You know, like all these like YouTube stars, like that salt guy. Remember the salt guy with the, oh, with, with the, the hand race? <laughs> I was like, people I, probably know the salt. I was like, where did he go? Easy come, easy go, and that's and that and that's it. You know, yeah. what I mean, there's no consistency. There was no like building a solid foundation up to it. Like there are people who become stars overnight, and we instantly forget about them. There were people, you know what I mean? Yes. And it's like some of them are very lucky, and they you know implemented effective practices that have kept them alive. Right, but it, I mean, it's like it's like the lottery winners, right, losing all their money. So it's yeah, like, yeah. If you didn't really earn the success, then it's gonna it's gonna come come and go. Yeah, it's 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 fleeting, and so you have to like build on these effective practices, figure out what works for you, and make sure you do them every single day. And if, and if you're like in sales and you don't know what's and you're just getting started, like and you don't know what what effective habits you are trying to get, literally write, literally write like learn habits you know what I mean just like go around ask people I mean when I first started <clears throat> I was like interviewing with different teams like real estate like sales teams and um just like you can learn a lot about people like as they're interviewing you yeah you know because they'll ask you like oh are you good at this are you good at that and you just kind of like take little notes as to like what these people do that make them better and what you're comfortable with yeah you know there's like no matter what you do, I think just figure out what works for you and then just be very, very consistent with it. Because yeah. if you're not consistent with what you do, you're never going to yield any results. It's like dieting. Well, and that's a huge message for sales and marketing people too. It's fantastic for everyone. 
Yeah. It's like dieting. If you cut out carbs for two days, you're not going to lose, you know, your 10-pound goal. Or even if you cut out carbs for 14 days and you're super yeah. disciplined about it, but you didn't change your lifestyle yeah. and your actual permanent eating habits, yeah. well, then guess what, bucko? Yeah. You're going to be the same weight in like a month. <laughs> so there goes yeah. your little temporary, maybe you just feel like you tortured yourself for no reason. Yep. So it's, it's really about building effective habits and I can definitely test for that 100%. And adapting them permanently. If yeah. you want better results in the medium to long term, you have to adopt things that you can do permanently. Yeah, and they don't have to be... At least semi-permanently, well, like exactly. for years, you know, and like they, and they don't maybe need, not till you're 100, but... Yeah, and they don't need to be big. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, I, I literally started with two conversations every single day, you know, and for me, like, it was very easy to do. It was very easy for me to, like, have those two happy birthday conversations. By the way, you know, I'm in real estate. By the way, you know, like, after you get your big board job, call me. I want to help you. I want to help you build equity. I want to help you on a path to wealth. I want to help you, you know, build your wealth portfolio. Yeah. And real estate is one of the best ways to do it. Every single person that I know that has any amount of wealth has property because it's a very, very, very good time-tested, time-proven investment engine. Everybody, in my opinion, needs to have at least one or two. I completely agree. Yeah, one or two income-generating properties, you know? And it's, you know, I'm not coming from a place of like, I, you know, I am coming from a place of like, I want to make that sale, but also there's a very, very positive feeling that comes from knowing that, um, you know, 10 years down the road, if I help this person to their first home, they, you know, three years after that, they pull out the equity, buy another one, yeah, and they rent out the other one, and, you know, my client ends up needing short-term cash, and it's like out of the job, and his severance pay is literally two months. Yeah. And then he's like done for after that. It's yeah. really good to know that because of what I did, he's going to be able to sell that home and have like $200,000 to like float himself, his family, his wife, his kids, his husband, whatever. Yeah. You know, for the time being. And it's, and it's, you know, it's a very, very like awesome feeling. Yeah. So feel good about what you do. You definitely got to believe in your product. I think that's an implicit thing that you've said. Mm -hmm. Put this damn thing on your mirror, please. You know, adopt some simple yeah, habits that you do simple. consistently. You basically permanently adopt. I would start with the Facebook one. That was genius. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, work really, really hard. Um, and uh, did that summarize your basic points for them? Yeah. Did that miss something? I think I would have environment too. Yeah, make sure you're in a good environment. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've been through four companies. Yeah. In less than three years. Yeah. And I literally jumped, I went started at Keller Williams, I went to a small shop brokerage, I went to a brokerage that exclusively represented the largest, um, the largest custom new construction like builders in East Austin, which is one of Austin's most expensive price per square foot areas. <clears throat> yeah. And now to a broker that I am absolutely like extremely, extremely happy with. And it's just I think your environment matters so much because my my income has six, seven, eightfold because of the environment I'm in. Like um, I, I've increased my income almost like eight x yeah. because of where because of the environment that I put myself in. And just know that like you can be doing everything right, but if you're in the wrong environment, like if I was trying to do this in Ghana, like it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you dude. Know? And I, you know. I, 
that's a little dramatic. But you mean the right environment culturally, right? Yeah, you have to be in a place where you feel comfortable. You have to have a very, very solid support system to surround yourself with. You are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. That's so firmly believe that. That's insanely true. You know, so if you are, if you have a friend who you love dearly, but he or she is, you know, just not making super good choices, either help them to like a certain extent to make better choices or maybe reconsider keeping them around so much because I've had a few friends like that that I loved and have been friends with for since I was like five or six. Yeah, I know, dude. That I, you know, it's... it's, I know what you're saying. It's not because you don't love them. It's not because you don't value them. But honestly, like... This is where I think you have to be selfish, by the way. I don't don't even think it's called being selfish because they're they're not looking out for you either. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like... The only person that you're going to fall asleep and wake up next to for the rest of your life is yourself. And if you're not going to take care of yourself, nobody is. Right. And you need to be selfish for yourself in this case. And, and then, if you're going to have a family someday, selfish for them because they're going to need you to be a good, effective person too. Yeah. My mom's like, what are you getting me for Mother's Day? I'm like, I'm getting you my financial independence. You're welcome. <laughs> what are you getting me for my birthday, honey? I'm getting myself, I'm getting you my financial independence. You're welcome. Well, Philip. It's been absolutely a pleasure. We could talk for days. I think that was super, super helpful for people, even better than I imagined that conversation would go. Yeah, well, Thank you so much for uh, jumping out of the blue to do something <laughs> random like this. Yeah, well, thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. All right.